Welcome to the Hidden Wire Podcast, episode 1034. This is my interview with Glenn Campbell, and we're discussing conscious leadership. I hope you enjoy this episode. Cheers. Hey, Glenn. Welcome to the Hidden Wire Podcast. Great to have you here today. Well, I'm delighted to be talking to you, Lee, and meeting you, of course. Yeah, I don't often get a, a fellow Aussie on the uh, podcast here, but you're uh, not too far away in Sydney. I am. So, mate, and, I love the, and I love the country you come from, God's yeah, country up there. The Sunshine beautiful. Coast, yeah, of course, beautiful. Beautiful part of the world, um, which is why I love it here, actually, at the moment. So you're really focusing on conscious leadership, um, and I really want to delve into this topic and your um, BSI method as well, which is, is one of the, the methods you use to help uh, coach um, the people that you work with. But before we get there, I mean, you've had a corporate background, haven't you? I have, yeah, yeah. Some some twenty seven years in corporate, yeah. Um, where you know I, I came straight out of university. I did a degree in commerce with a major in marketing, and then straight after Ooh, that, I did like a psychology. Uh, yeah, I did a psychology degree um, as well to complement that. And then I went straight into corporate. I went straight into um, a, a leading national uh, brand strategy and communications company here in Australia. And I yeah. worked for them for many years. And then, you know, from there, a, you know, a 27 year career working in brand strategy and communication companies and 15 years of that 27 years, I was a chief executive. And so I've worked all over the world, Lee, I've lived in Singapore, I've lived and worked throughout Europe, um, Hong Kong, China, I've lived in Chicago for 12 months and worked in uh, work with Leo Burnett in Chicago, one of the biggest brand strategy and communication companies on the planet, as you know. Um, I lived on uh, in New York and worked on Madison Avenue with Saatchi and Saatchi, and uh, again, one of the biggest brand strategy and communication companies on the planet. So, you know, I've kind of lived and worked all over the world across all continents and with all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds and all kinds of brands. And you so do. I that mean, was... a big background in brand strategy and, and identity and uh, yeah. communication there by the sounds of it. Um, but you've sort of evolved now, haven't you, into to more the the coaching of, of leaders? Well, that started 15, 17 years ago. I developed my own company called Brand Heart um, and also the, the product we're talking about, the best self-identity method, the BSI method, uh, which is my core product uh, work with leaders. And, you know, yeah. what I found, Lee, was this, you know, I was kind of doing a lot of work on organisational brand strategy and I found, and I, this had been bothering me um, for a long time, is that if you don't get the leader in coherence first with themselves, if the leader, you know, uh, whoever the leader is, um, and I've worked with a lot of female leaders, probably mostly actually about 75% female leaders, mm -hmm. um, I, I've, I've found that if they're in not coherence of their true highest self, if they don't have clarity and focus of self, if they don't know their personal vision, purpose, and unique identity, their high, what I call their higher self. Well, there's going to be trouble because there, there's going to be dysfunctionality um, in their leadership approach and in and inside their culture as well. And so I talk a lot about energetic harmony. You know, where once you kind of know who you are, you can answer those primordial questions that have plagued humanity for time immemorial: Who am I, and why am I here? Once once a leader can answer those questions. And they've got energetic harmony around it. And I'm talking about elevated energetic levels around it. And that has a massive impact 
on every life they touch, and especially the organizations that they're leading, the cultures of the organizations, because I believe cultures are developed not through the old world approach of values-based cultures, you know, imposing values on people, that doesn't work. It, it really is about energetic harmony. It's about, you know, the, the energy coming from the leader and the coherence of people to do their best work, um, the, the freedom to do their best work inside that energetic framework. And if they're working inside a culture of high energy um, and they're given the freedom to do their best work, then you're going to have companies that are absolutely unstoppable, mate. There is nothing in the world that can stop them from being leading brands and doing great work with every life they touch. You you talked about, I mean, you work with um, a lot of uh, female leaders. Um, Is that primarily because um, female leaders are more open to, you know, becoming more self-aware and learning? whereas males might be a bit more blocked from that, do you think? Or is it just because that's your field of well, work? And- I, think there's, I think there's two reasons. And number one, I seem to attract um, more female leaders. I just seem to attract them because, because I've worked with a number of them, they refer me a lot. And so, you know, female leaders know and understand female leaders and have a, a network of them. And I get a lot of referrals to other female leaders. Um, but I think the point you made is particularly true. I think they're more on a process. They're more open. Uh, they're more willing to be vulnerable. They're more willing to explore. Uh, they're more willing to learn and adapt and adopt. Um, and they're more willing to apply. Mm. And so once they learn this stuff, they actually go about applying it, uh, which means that everything, which means they get change. Yeah. You know, they have more positive change faster, which is yeah, okay. brilliant. That's course, interesting. Yeah. And what, what is the disconnect here? Like, why, why are we so disconnected from the self, this higher consciousness, or, or what do you call it? Higher, um... higher self. Higher, yeah, higher it's, self? It's, it's higher self or source self, if you want to use that term. Yeah, um, I mean, I come from a leadership background, and I certainly can, can relate to being dis- disconnected from my higher self. Maybe it's because I never explored the self before going into that role. Um, but I was put in well, a leadership role, and I felt that I actually... Um, sort of become i don't know they 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 sort of wrapped me up as as this leader that i wasn't it wasn't actually a representation of who i was and it wasn't until after i left um, my corporate management roles that i actually started exploring the self and self-development and that's where i really started getting confidence and really connecting within and that certainly helps has helped me now in my career at the moment um but i mean is is there a reason for this disconnect from you know leaders being someone who they aren't yeah, yeah. And I think it starts from the beginning, from the day we come into this earth, right. because we're programmed, you know, to be inside a system and we're programmed to adopt an identity, which is not really who we are as our mm. true self. And, you know, we become systematized and, yeah. you know, we, we do become programmed. You know, um, there's this in, in those first informative years, the years from zero to seven, they call them the imprinting years. And what they do is they uh, imprint us inside a system. And the system is really designed to limit us and designed to have us um, believe that we're quite limited beings and we're not. We're actually infinite beings. We're actually unlimited in our powers and our uh, ability, our capabilities. But we're kind of brought, you know, we've got, we're stuck inside this cage of knowing and understanding who we are and being inside a system and a process that, you know, really has to comply. 
Um, and, you know, you just talked a moment ago, you just said it a moment ago, you were put inside a role and you were kind of systematized. You were, this is the way we do things around here, Lee. And, you know, you've got to, you know, be work inside the system, work inside mm. our rules, our rules, yeah. right? And you'll find that most of those rules limit you, uh, limit your ability to be creative and imaginative, limit your ability to, you know, come up with exceptional, extraordinary ideas or outside. You know, most people who do that get um, shunned, you mm. know, they become, they get thrown outside the system. You know, it's like, he's crazy. You know, I don't listen to him. He's not doing things the way we do things around here. And so, you know, we're brought up to be like that. And yeah, we know yeah. that um, inside the education system, uh, inside the governmental system, the rules, the legal system, all these systems are designed to kind of keep us, you know, boxed. Um, yeah, boxed in, caged. In, mm. Yeah, yeah, enslaved, really, mm. I'd say that. And so my work uh, with leaders is to kind of uh, show them the evidence of that. I think, you know, people are waking up on this planet right now uh, as to that's the case and they're looking for ways out. They just don't know how to get out. Um, yeah. And and so my work is to show them that this is what's happening to them. And I'm yeah. not a doomsayer or anything. It's just like this is what's been going on. And, you know, you're, you're so much more than this. And so what I want to do is introduce you to your true higher self. And it's not me imposing, you know, um, you know, my views on who they should be. I mean, this is what, you know, this is when people do these, uh, you know, personality uh, assessments. And by the way, you know, in America, people spend $3 billion a year on personality assessments. Yeah. And they do a whole series of questionnaires um, to be categorized into somebody else's predetermined classification. Why would you do that to yourself? Right. And why would you believe that personality is your identity? It's not. It's mm. one facet of your identity. It's actually your, you know, your expression of your identity. So your personality is not your identity, uh, nor are your values, nor are your strengths, and nor is some other label like your title or your role, your identity. Yes, is it it's a way for identity. people to try and understand themselves by... You know, oh, if I can yeah. do this assessment, maybe that'll give me some clues. That That's what they're looking for. That's why they spend so much money yeah. on, you know, personality assessments. You know, there's a whole heap of them. And, um, you know, people are spending $46 billion a year in the US on, um, you know, personal development programs. And, you know, why are they doing that? Because they're looking for answers, Lee. Yeah. They're yeah, trying to absolutely. find a way out. But they're, they're looking for answers inside an old system that is stuck in the old paradigms that is kind of reinforcing the old ways. And what I'm doing is kind of breaking out of that system and saying, you know what, stop looking outside, stop looking externally for answers. That's not where you're going to find it. You've really got to go back inside and you've got to seek answers inside. Yeah. And so what I do is I take people on a journey of self-discovery where I'm not telling them anything. I'm helping them to discover who they really are. And that process of discovery is awesomely, it's incredible what happens. What I see leaders doing, I'm working with a whole bunch of leaders at the moment, taking them through this process one-on-one, -on -one, right? I don't put them in a group or anything. I do it one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you know, I give people the respect they deserve to go through a process like this and to discover who, who they really are and what power yeah. and capability they've got and what energetic, you know, power they've got. And so... When they discover who they really are, it's like I see this um, metamorphosis. It's a transformation, um, you know, and, and, and in fact, many people, both male and female, they break down and cry because they go, my God, is this really who I am? It's like, yes, it is. You know, you uh, do not even understand how much power you've got. 
and how much ability you've got to control your own life and every experience inside your life and to help other people to do the same inside the organisations and the cultures um, inside your family, inside your friends and you know, any business associates. Yeah, it doesn't you, have you, to you, just relate to the, the workplace no, no. Or, or a business leader, no. It's everybody. It's every life you touch because you can't help but um, affect them as well because they're going to be sitting there going, well, what's going on with you? I mean, how do I get some of that magic dust as well? You know, and so it is an extraordinary thing. And now more than ever, Lee, you see what's going on in the world. You know, the world is upside down. You know, I mean, it's in complete and total collapse. And this is why we need these kinds of leaders. This is why I'm on this mission now to work with as many leaders as I can to help them to kind of wake up and see who they really are and to act in a way as a completely sovereign being that has the power to take control of their own life and help others to do the same. Mm. And, you know, it's when they get in touch with their true highest self that they can realise that power and apply it. And they don't become victims of the system anymore or slaves of the system. They actually, you know, become empowered sovereign beings that become the enlightened leaders, you know, what I call the light warriors. I call leaders like that who, you know, have this level of, elevated self-awareness and expanded consciousness, the light warriors. And we need more light warriors on this planet right now because they're the, gonna, they're the people who are going to develop the companies that are equipped to you know, thrive in these times of difficulty and are going to be the way showers for companies in the new world. And it's going to be a new and better world. I, I absolutely know that. Um, and so these are going to be the leaders like of the new vanguard um, of how to help people to live and be in a different way. You know, we're not slaves anymore. And we don't sit in corralled offices and, you know, um, you know, hate what we're doing. You know, you know what, Lee, um, a company by the name of Expert Unity did some research. This was prior to the pandemic. And they found that 86% of all people working in business, this is business people, all people working in business, 86% of all people were suffering stress, anxiety, and depression at levels never experienced before. And, and the reason they gave was because they were unhappy in the work they were doing. They didn't mm. like the work they were doing. They didn't like their boss. They didn't like how much they were being paid. They didn't like uh, that they weren't free to be able to do great work and that they were caged. Um, but when they asked these people, well, what do you want to do and how do you want to get out of this? They had no idea. No, they didn't know. I think that's they, the, they, the hardest part, isn't it? That's the hardest part. They thought, well, you know, even if I change jobs, you know, I'm just going to go from one, you know, situation where I'm experiencing this to the other because they're all the same. You know, I'll just change, change the company I'm working for and I'll be in another situation where I've got to, you know, I'm being sub subdued and, um, you know, suppressed. Um, by just another company doing the same thing and another boss yeah. is doing the same thing. And mm. so they don't know how to get out of it. But what I'm, what I'm, the work that I do with leaders, in fact, any kind of leaders, in fact, anybody really who's interested, um, is to help them to break free from that, yeah. to get back their true self, their true highest self, to live in that way, to express themselves in a way that they meant to, that all human beings are meant to, and to lead themselves and their family and their corporations, their businesses in a way where they thrive, where they get out of fear. And, you know, the, the real pandemic on the planet right now is fear. And um, do you know, the, you know the biological process of fear? 
So a, a bit of brain science. I know you love brain science, neuroscience. Uh, yeah. I know you've studied it, but I'll just share my view with you and then we can have a chat about it if you like. But what happens when people are in fear? And right now we've got the media putting people in fear, the government, everybody is, you know, it's fear of everything, right? And so uh, when people are in fear, the, the blood actually moves out of their prefrontal cortex, which is the executive function of their brain, and goes into their primal brain, their reptilian brain. And the reptilian brain is only designed for one thing, and that is protection and safety. And so, you know, people go into fear, you know, go into freeze, uh, fight or flight responses, which means they're just trying to protect themselves. And so what happens is the executive function of their brain, the prefrontal cortex, which is where creativity and imagination and problem solving, critical thinking, you know, all that sort of stuff goes on, making decisions and developing plans, you know, developing solutions. Um, that's where that all goes on. That effectively shuts down. And so people can't think anymore about what they're going to do and how they're going to get out of the situation because they're in fear. And so as long as people are in fear, they're stuck. And, you know, they start to move into lower vibrational states like hopelessness and stuff like that. And so mm. they, don't know what to, they don't know what to do. That's why you see seemingly intelligent people doing crazy stuff, um, you know, making crazy decisions and saying crazy things and, you know, going buying you know, truckloads of toilet paper and hoping that solves their problems. It's not going to do it, right? And so, you know, um, we've got to get people out of fear. And when people become aware of what's going on, they become educated. They, they get knowledge of what's going on. They understand the responses, the stimulus and their responses. And they can start to, through this process of self-discovery, rise above that and say, well, there's no need for me to be in fear because that's not going to solve any problems. Um, mm. I, know I need to stay in my executive function and keep my energy high. And so keep the energy high and stay in high levels of energy. And when you do that, um, you're empowered, you're equipped to be able to find solutions because and have to have solutions come to you and have the yeah. right people attract the right people right it's, a, it's sort of quantum science quantum physics as well and i know you've studied this but it's about energy you know like energy attracts like energy so mm. if you're in fear you're going to attract more fear mm. if you're in scarcity you're going to attract more scarcity yeah. if you know if you're uh, you believe that everything's going bad and going wrong well you're going to attract that into your life however if you can break out of that fear and move up into higher levels of energetic um, vibration. Well, you're going to attract, you know, I'm a very optimistic person. I mean, I see this world going through these challenges right now and coming out the other side, a vastly better world. Yeah. Um, and so what I'm attracting is people like you. I'm attracting, you know, wonderful clients. I'm attracting all sorts of uh, situations in my life um, that, are, that are basically good for me. Even the challenges that I attract, I sit there and go, right, good, okay, let's overcome this. No yeah. problem. I have the capability to overcome anything and any, anybody. And so, therefore, um, I'll do that in, from a position of calmness and resourcefulness mm. and a high, a high energetic level. And some challenges I don't, you know, I don't need to solve. I just move around them, move yeah. past them. Yeah, you know, move on. And, and you know, I want to equip leaders to be able to empower leaders to be able to do this for themselves as well. And the more leaders we have doing this who are not constrained uh, by corporations or by government or by, uh, you know, medicine or anybody else um, and can make these decisions that are in their best interests and, and the best interests of everybody around them, 
um, then we're going to have a vastly better world. We're going to accelerate, we'll change, accelerate wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. going to accelerate faster out of this current, you know, situation of chaos um, and confusion, this upside down world, this pantomime that we're living in. Um, we're going to move out of that a whole lot faster. The more leaders that we've got who can do that, the more, uh, the, the faster we're going to move out of this and move into a vastly better world for everybody. And yeah. so that's, that's what I'm in the business of doing, helping leaders to do lead. Yeah, well, I love your purpose. It's um, it's a big well, one. Well, you want to you want to you want to hear it? You want to hear my purpose? Yeah, go on. My statement. Um, yes. My my personal vision statement. I am the light that awakens leaders to higher self realization. That's it, mate. That's why I get out of bed every morning. That's what I'm here to do, and I'm going to do it. And that's yeah. all there is to it, right? And so the more leaders I can work with to help do that, to, you know, awaken to higher self-realization through the process of discovering who they really are and why they're here, their unique higher self and identity, the better the world is going to be. Hundred mm. percent. Mm. Don't don't uh, disagree with you at all or anything you've said throughout that. I mean, you talk about constraints there, and I think the biggest constraint that we have is our self-constraint. You know, and that comes back to having this high level of self-awareness as well. Um, but you look around us. I mean, I can see people every day that are dissatisfied with their life, whether it's work, relationships, whatever it is. There seems to be a higher level of stress, depression. Um, you know, there's more people that I know of now than ever before that are that are on antidepressants. Um, and people that you would hey, consider hey, like- on, on on that point, Lee. I said some. I, I saw some recent research from this from the US. Yeah. Um, that um, the the use of antidepressants and anti-anxiety uh, medication has risen fifty seven percent in the last twelve months. Yeah, and I mean, that comes back to the fear that the media is. You know, you look at the fear from the pandemic. Um, yeah. It is just being bombarded constantly. Now I don't watch news, um, but even with this pandemic, I was getting caught up into news in some form. Um, that was causing me anxiety and stress. So I had to sort of shut that down and, and move away again. Um, but that, that know, level I of fear... I haven't, I haven't read a newspaper, listened to the radio news, watched the TV news in over three years. Yeah. I'm really not interested in the propaganda at all because it is designed to keep you constrained, to lock you in your home, to believe that there's no way out, that we're all done. Um, and so, you know, I'm not... You know, and I've, I've worked with the media at the highest levels. I mean, I've worked on some of the biggest broadcasters on this planet yeah, developing this okay. strategy. I've sat in newsrooms. I've seen what they do with yeah. stories. I've seen yeah. them change the truth yeah. into a better headline that's going to sell more column in, you know, that's going to sell, uh, you get more eyeballs, as they call it, right? And so I've been in those rooms. I've seen what they've done. Mm. And, and you know, I've sat there and gone, but hold on a minute. That's, you know, I mean, I've seen the editor-in-chief say, no, no, we're not going to use that headline. We'll use this headline. Change the headline from the journalist. And say this is the way we're going to run this story, and it's and it's it's fear mongering. It's all based on fear because fear sells. You know, good news doesn't sell. Fear sells. Mm. And so, you know, whatever you believe is going on with the worldwide media at the moment, and the fact that they're all kind of in lockstep um, around uh, everything, um, you know, kind of it kind of doesn't matter. Exposing yourself to that does keep you in fear. And you know, my best advice to people is just cut it all off. I mean, get away from it. You don't need it. What you need to do is kind of get out of that external uh, that external stimulus that is provoking fear and um, and and limitation. 
um, and get out to get back into your true self because the true self is an unbelievably powerful thing. You know, your, um, your ability to become self-aware and to understand who you really are and what you've got Mm. um, is extraordinary. I have these conversations every day and I see, you know, every day people um, kind of breaking free of this, uh, you know, these paradigms and the rules and the systems and, and understanding their sovereignty and understanding what power they have. And I see yeah. change happening fast. I mean, you know, you can't, you know, energetic energy is vibrational energy and um, is instantaneous, right? And people are changing fast. Mm. And their life is changing fast for the better, not just their personal life and their relationships with people, but their ability to thrive in their businesses and in their life. Extraordinary yeah, stuff. Yeah, you happening. can sort of see how the, the rapid pace of um, this world that we're living in, that the rapid pace of, of conformity that we've, we've gravitated to. And, you know, just people running around doing things day to day without any, any sort of purpose um, other than to, I guess, put food on the table and, try and live a happy existence, but they're actually making it worse for themselves, I think, in, in many ways. And we've come to that brink point now where it's either keep doing what you're doing and, and take more depressants and all that sort of thing to just get by or change something, do something different to wake up and live a better existence. And, I, you know, I think um, I just had a death. Uh, my father just passed away recently. And, and that certainly woke me up to this idea that, hey, life is, is fairly short. And um, what is this point of existing if, if you're not enjoying it and you're not living to some level of inner purpose. Um, and certainly that is something that I'm connecting with right now a lot more. And I think, um, you know, I've always worked, well, for the last several years, I've worked on this self-awareness and that those things connect to help keep me aligned with, um, with my core values, I guess. That's correct. Everything you've said, I completely agree with leads. It really is all about, you know, what is my true higher purpose? Why am I here? And, you know, if you, look, if you look at the research by guys like Collins and Porras, you've probably read Good to, to Great, um, you know, in that book, which is really just, uh, you know, it's a bit of a tough read, actually, but um, it's really just a research report of them studying over 1,200 companies over a period of, you know, decades and finding out why some companies perform significantly better than others yeah. on the stock exchange. And what they found is this. Visionary companies outperformed all others on the stock exchange by a factor of 15 since 1926. Now, to be a truly visionary company, you must have a visionary leader. And so visionary leaders are visionary people, which means they understand their own vision, their own purpose, their own unique identity first and foremost, because you cannot be a visionary leader unless you understand what your vision is, you know, what your personal yeah, vision yeah. is. Yeah. And so this is the reason, you know, I mean, and by the way, there's not many company of these companies who have outperformed because most companies on the stock exchange in the US have fallen by the wayside. Over 55% of all companies that were um, on the stock exchange as a top Fortune 500 company in 1955 are not there anymore. They're gone. And so, you know, these companies don't have any longevity if they're not visionary companies. So the work that I'm doing is to teach leaders how to be personally visionary, you know, to understand what their personal vision is, their personal purpose, their meaning in life, their true meaning in life, which which I call it kind of call their true higher self to live to their true higher self. Because if you're living to your true higher self, you're living with meaning, you're living with purpose, 
you get up every morning and you know why you're getting up yeah. and you relish the opportunity to take on the day because you're taking the day on with purpose. You know yes. why you're here. And so and so then what you do is you share that, you know, energy and that meaning inside the context of your family and you help them to do the same inside the context of your organization or any collectives that you're a part of. They'll all feel it. And what you don't do is say, now you've got to follow my purpose. What you do is say, you need to find out your own purpose as well. And if you're going to be a part of this collective, you know, you as an individual live to your purpose and contribute to this collective, collaborate, cooperate, co-create with this collective in a way that is you doing your best work. And I don't even want to tell you how to do that. You work it out for yourself. You know, in my last organization, I was the CEO of a big brand strategy and communication company. And so I had 120 people working for me. We're turning over about 450 million. And and you know what? I, I came in and I found that the guy who was the CEO before me was a uh, PhD from Oxford, English right. guy. And he had these guys so locked down. You know, this is a creative company. We're, we're in the business of creativity, brand strategy, creative brand strategies to help our clients, you know, um, outperform their competitors and to create a value proposition to their market. It's so much better than anybody else, right, where they serve their market better than anybody else. He had the company so locked down um, that their crea the creativity of the company was crap. Mm. And so, you know, as soon as you know, he he had a managed, uh, we managed his process of moving out and then I moved into the CEO role. And the first thing I did the day he left was I pulled the whole company together and said, we're going to change the rules. <laughs> we're changing it. We're not doing that anymore, right? Each and every one of you is here for a reason because you're powerful people who are extraordinary at your work. Um, and for those who don't want to play this game, you know, come see me and, you know, I'll help you find a better role somewhere else for you. But if you're here, you're extraordinary people. And I just want to empower you to do your best work in the way that you know best. I don't want to tell you how to do it. I don't want to show you how to do it. You know, I want you to work out how to do it. And, and I, I said, the more new mistakes you make, the better I'm going to feel. And they all kind of looked at me and went, you're encouraging us to make mistakes. Yes. I am, because you're exploring, you're looking for better ways. Just don't make the same mistake twice because, you know, I'll think you don't care or you're not interested. And so make as many new mistakes as you want to make because you're exploring, you're looking for way, better ways to do things. You go ahead and do it. And don't come to me looking for answers. Find your own answers. Find your own solutions. If you want to come and talk to me, I'm here but I really want you to explore new and better ways to do things. Man, what happened in my company was unbelievable. Um, I was a part of a, a, an international publicly listed company. And inside six months, our um, EBITDA, you know what that means, our EBIT, increased by 22%. I mean, we were, we were attracting new clients. Uh, with the clients we were working on, we were expanding their businesses, their revenue, our fees. Uh, doing vastly better work for them, having mm. better interactions. Um, we were winning pitches all over the place. We were pitching for business and winning business all over the place. And I used to, I used to say, you know what, we're not, we're not winning all this business because we've got extraordinary, you know, kind of breakthrough methods. And in, in fact, many of the, many of what we were doing was, we had clients being attracted to our energy. They were just going, I don't know what you guys have got, but I kind of want to be a part of it, right? You know, I mean, right. you guys, you, when you walk into the room, the room changes. 
you know, we feel the energy of the room change. You haven't even spoken yet. And it's kind of like, we want to, we want to be a part of the, that energy, right? And yeah. so we were attracting a lot of energy, just, just uh, a lot of clients just through our energy. And they were saying, you know, well, you, you guys are kind of similar in your strategic approach to this guy and this guy and this guy, but we just love your energy. And so, you know, yes, we're on board. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I had uh, my group chief executive saying to me, what are you doing down there? What do you got going on down there? What's happening? We need to tell the rest of the agencies in the network and share the, you know, share with them. And I said, we'll get them all together and I'll tell them what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm very happy to share with them all as well. And this is, you know, this was a $7 billion company uh, and I was working in the Asia Pacific side of it. And, you know, they were getting me to give speeches to all the CEOs of all the companies and say, you know, this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm growing at 22% quarter on quarter in my EBIT, not, not, my, not my revenue, my profit. Yeah. Extraordinary. So tell us about this just, just before we wrap things up. Can you run us through the BSI method? Oh, the, BS, the, the, BSI, yeah, the, the BSI method is a three-stage um, online program that I put leaders through. Uh, that is fused with my personal one-on-one coaching as well. And so the first stage of the method is becoming self-aware. And this is where we kind of sit down and do the work of self-discovery and say, well, you know, if we're going to start any journey, we're going to kind of know where we are now. And so we do a lot of work uh, and, you know, believe me, you know, there's quantum physics in this, there's neuroscience, there's philosophy, there's psychology, there's parapsychology, um, um, metaphysics, you know, I kind of go into a lot of areas um, that we explore together and also the latest in leadership research as well and leadership styles and, you know, leadership philosophies and all that. We go into a lot of that. Uh, but the first stage is becoming self-aware. Stage two is the discovery of your true higher self, yeah. um, where I actually work with them to help them discover who they really are as their true self. And they do that work. They discover their true higher self because it's already in there. And then the third stage is what I call progressive actualization. And that was really all about getting the conscious and non-conscious minds, or you want to call it the subconscious mind, in coherence around their new belief systems, you know, their belief as to who they really are. And when Mm. you change your beliefs, you change your thinking, you change your energetic level, you change your behavior. And so then it just becomes this positive ripple effect, you know, like a butterfly effect throughout your life. And so three stages, I take them through those three stages. I personally coach them through those three stages as well. And that's that's the process of evolution or transformation. For most people, it's transformation. Yeah, nice. Yep. Mate, um, yeah, inspiring uh, conversation. A lot to think about in that too. And and I really do believe it all starts with just being more self-aware, whether you're a leader or just trying to live life um, meaningfully and, and happily. Um, so, yeah, if anyone's interested in finding out more information about um, yourself, Glenn Campbell, or the BSI Method, um, you do have a website, and I'd correct me if I'm wrong, but bsimethod.com, is that the one, Glenn? BSI method.com and if they do BSI method.com forward slash connect um, you know I have a free gift they can come on there have a free gift for them and they can also set up an appointment with me if they choose yeah nice one and anywhere else they can reach you mate or was that the best best way there that's the that's the, the best that's best the channel. best way yeah yep. awesome well mate thank you for your time today any final words before we depart um Lee 
people like you and I are here to help people to elevate their self-awareness, to expand their consciousness, and to be the vanguard of a new and better world. That's what we're here for, and that's my message. Like it. Guys, check it out, thehiddenwire.com, episode 1034. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there. And also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is The Hidden Why. My name is Lee Manutzi. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.